everybody, welcome to Midweek at the Compass. My name's Jake and we are on week four of this mini-series of the history of the Compass Church. We've spent some time recently hearing from former senior pastors at the Compass Church. But now I want to take some time to hear from a former elder and a launch team member of our 111th campus, which now you might know as our South Naperville campus. His name's Mike DeSanto, and I love the conversation that we got to have because Mike not only was part of this move to multi-site, but was part of a search process to bring in our now senior pastor, Jeff Griffin. And those stories are absolutely amazing. So let's hear from Mike and his history here at the Compass Church right now. Mike, thanks for taking the time to do this. I'm glad to be here. So I'd love to just start with, what's your history with the Compass Church? When did you and your family first start attending? Sure. Uh, My wife, Arian, and I both grew up in Naperville. And then um, my wife went to college in Chicago. And uh, after I finished school and we got married, we both lived in Chicago. And so although we had grown up in Naperville, we, we lived away for a while. And then um, we decided to move back to Naperville when we had our son, Will, who is now uh, turned 16 this week. And so we moved uh, back about uh, 16 years ago. And when we moved back, we thought one of the things that we were really giving up was the church that we had found in Chicago. We had a wonderful church where we really had growth and uh, were able to to serve and, and, and be connected. And so we thought that we were giving that up by coming to Naperville. And so when we got back to town, we had kind of decided to go on a church shopping. And we had gone to other uh, churches growing up and decided that we wanted to kind of find our own way. Um, And we had always, my wife and I growing up in Naperville, had always seen the Compass Church. It was the Evangelical Free Church of Naperville at the time. And, um, but we had never been there. And so we had gone to check it out and we were grabbed immediately. And I think what was our first impression was dropping our, you know, infant son off in, in the uh, ch- childcare area and, and seeing how warm and, and kind the people were who were taking care of him. And then going into the service. And I remember it was Pastor Dale and he was preaching on Ephesians and he had videos from Ephesus and things of that nature. And it just totally grabbed us. And, uh, we were just, uh, so grateful that the Lord had provided for us something that we hadn't expected, which was just an incredible church home. So that was probably around 2007. We've been coming since then. Okay. So tell me a little bit of what you remember the church being like early on at your tenure there. I remember um, early on it was very crowded. You know, we had the the large sanctuary and uh, uh, just a one-campus church, and it was very, very crowded. And there was uh, uh, great teaching. There were great people serving. Um, We got involved in a small group led by Daryl Cloud, which was an incredible experience for us. He's one of the all-time great small group leaders I've ever had. We tell a lot of funny stories about Daryl. He would, you know, end and say, all right, tonight we're going to end in just... Um, uh, saying uh, attributes of God, you know, or, hey, tonight we're going to sing at the end, you know, things I had never experienced in a small group before. Him and Laura were just really fun, and we we got really connected that way. Um, And so that's what I remember. I remember the just incredible teaching by Dale, challenging teaching, and um, uh, a church that had, uh, was really healthy and growing, and, and at times it seemed like it was at capacity, full parking lots, full sanctuary. It was really exciting time and exciting thing to be a part of. So being a capacity like that led to 
the launch of multi-site here at the Compass Church. And you kind of had a, a fun role in all of that as well because you were part of the initial launch team that went over to start that campus. Am I remembering that correctly? That, that, that's right. You know, and that's, that's kind of a little bit of a funny story too. My wife and I, when we had this wonderful church that we attended in Chicago, it was kind of a set up and tear down church that met at a high school. And um, when we moved to the suburbs, we kind of said, well, we're, we're going to miss our church in Chicago. But one thing we don't have to do is continue with that set up tear down. You know, you're in the suburbs, you can get kind of a established church. And, and that's something we were excited for. So we enjoyed that about uh, uh, the Compass. But then there was the call to go in and, and be a part of the launch team for what was then the 111th campus. And so uh, we prayed about it and, and very much felt the call to go out there and be part of that launch team. And so then we were right back at Crone Middle School down at 111th and 248th, uh, setting up and tearing down. But it was incredibly exciting. I mean, that was really one of the highlights, I would say, of my time at the Compass was being part of that and the excitement and energy that came with the first campus of this multi-campus vision. Also, you know, we had committed to do that, and, and we didn't have a campus pastor yet. And so then they announced who the campus pastor was, and it was Rich Sanford. And I had grown up with Rich. I had known him since I was a kid. And so I was so excited to also, you know, just those little affirmations that God puts in place that encouraged me and my wife on our journey to, to have Rich be the kind of launching campus pastor out there was just fantastic. And then we remember, of course, that all this planning, and we would kind of have a sub uh, church in the children's sanctuary as we were getting ready to launch. And then that first launch day, you know, was called the 111th campus. And we counted 111 families who attended that first service, which was a great affirmation as well. And so that just had great energy and, and it was a really exciting time. So you've served in a lot of areas, it seems like then, just between the launch team. Um, and also, you have been on our elder board for nine years? Yes, yes. This is my last month on the elder board, yes. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. And thank you. <laughs> my pleasure. Thank it's you. been a pleasure. Um, a lot of people that have come in have talked about one of the things that they loved the most about their tenure and time at the Compass Church is just the strength of our elder board. Mm. So I would love to just ask you, um, maybe even to let us behind the curtain this much of just sure. what is our elder board, why and how does it function, and then just what does it entail? Sure. Um, you know, our church is a um, obviously a, a Christ-led church. Christ is at the top of our church. And, and then it is membership-led, and then the members elect representatives who serve on the elder board who have oversight as to the mission over, over watching uh, staff and, and how they function. And so that's a really great structure, that, that polity of our church, and it, I think it functions very well. I work in government, so I'm about structure and things of that nature, and so it's always really worked well for me. And I've also been involved with several different boards. I, 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 I represent a board as an attorney. I, I serve on a, a paid board that I'm a part of. And then I have um, a couple volunteer boards. And of all those boards, nothing is um, as healthy and well-functioning as the Compass's elder board. So I, I think that that is a, a wonderful testament to um, the kind of... Uh, commitment of, of, of the men who have been called to serve in those roles. Um, 
And really, it's a testament to, to the Spirit and, and how the Spirit leads us. And, and that's, I think, is the key, is that we come together and, and we very much have our hands open and say, Lord, where are you leading here? And Spirit draws us together so that we have unity. And I think unity has been a real key for the elder board. I've heard from other churches about, um, at times, there's issues. And certainly not all issues are, are easy and not all issues are obvious. Um, and, but at times, there's been you know split votes and things of that nature. And that's not really the way that our board has functioned. You know, if, if we come together and, and we aren't clear on, on the path or the answer, we, we take it in prayer and say, Spirit, you know, you're in all of us. Lead us together here so that we can, you know, please you and, and find where you want us to go. And so we will wait and be patient until we have unanimity amongst ourselves as to what the decision and how the Spirit's leading. And it, it takes a lot of, I think, um, everyone to, to, to try and be humble and try to hold lightly to the things that they believe are from them and seek more of the things that are from God. And, and so I really love that board. And I think back now as I'm coming to the end of my third term uh, of, of, of the guys who were there when I started and, and what great examples they were because so much of the, I don't know, the, the um, DNA of the elder board was put in place um, by the ones who came before. Rich Christak was the church chairman when I had joined, and Dave Younce, who I just saw for the first time, and uh, Scott Miller, and, and Doug Shupdar, and, and Rich Chris, I said Rich Chris, uh, Ron Dietz, and, and uh, Fernando Araneta. These, these, these men were just wonderful influences on me, and, and others I'm sure I'm forgetting, but uh, they really set that path in place. And so that's how the Elder Board functions. You know, um, uh, we meet with, with um, Pastor Jeff and, 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 and uh, Pastor Cloud, and they come in and they, they bring us things that they need help and advice on or things that are required under our bylaws. And we take those under consideration and, and pray about them and spend time together and discuss kind of where things are going and try to have a kind of a, an outward look based on our vision and um, go from there. So I want to ask a very open-ended question okay. here. What's one of your favorite memories, maybe that we haven't talked about yet, from your 16 years here at the Compass Church? I have a lot. I have a lot of wonderful memories. You know, I think one that always I, I, I laugh about all the time is, is when um, Pastor Jeff was called as the senior pastor and he came to that meeting and his fly was down. Like, I just somehow, it just, it just for me, it like just put such a, a levity. And the fact that he shared that, I just... I remember when I first heard it and I first saw the video, you know, it made me laugh and it just really made me um, thank God for, you know, his providence and the way that he orchestrated things. And it kind of goes back to maybe the, a more significant moment really was the calling uh, of, of Jeff. Um, you know, we went through a time where uh, we had launched the 111th campus, which then became the 95th campus, which then became the South Naperville campus. And, and then, you know, shortly after that, um, Pastor Dale had been called to another church. And, um, you know, it, it felt like, where are we going to go from here? And, and how is the Lord going to provide for us? We're on this, this mission, and things have changed. And, and there's a bit of uncertainty. And I can remember gathering in prayer groups at the uh, South Naperville campus and praying, Lord, provide for us, you know, a, a pastor, provide for us a leader who can advance the, the mission and vision that you've called this church to. And, um, you know, we had tasked the search committee at that time with uh, bringing us um, two or three candidates. I think that was the task. So the elder board uh, formed a search committee and said, you know, you need to review all of these amazing pastors who are out there and bring us two or three candidates and we will decide, you know, discern who the Lord has called and, 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 and make that call. And I can remember 
it had been going on for a while, and, and we were waiting and waiting, and, and the search committee would come back to us and say, well, what if there's only one? And we would say, no, well, I, I understand there may be somebody that you prefer, that you like, but um, you know, we really need a couple so that we can make that choice. And, and they kept coming back and saying, what if there's only one? And, and so I remember um, tuning in to watch uh, Jeff preach at his um, former church, and um, before we had decided that, that, you know, discerned that he was the one or had extended the call to him, I remember him resigning from his church. And I remember watching that in my living room, watching the video of him saying, you know, God is calling me to another assignment. And he didn't know yet. You know, he was going out in faith from, from a church that he had founded. And it was a, a, an absolutely chilling, tangible God moment in my life where I thought, Lord, um, Thank you. You've answered the prayers. We ask for clarity. We ask you, Lord, to provide for us a, a leader, and you've done that so definitively. Um, and then seeing the fruit that has come from that. And so we're filming this at the Wheaton campus. And so very shortly after Jeff came on, you know, um, the Wheaton campus, which was an independent church, had reached back as our kind of our mother church and said, hey, would it make sense for us to talk about reunification? And, you know, that wasn't something that we had necessarily thought about when we had gone into the multi-campus vision. We had planted the South Naperville campus and perhaps thought that that would be the way that it would proceed. And so the, the reunification aspect wasn't really on, at least not on my radar. And I remember now being here, coming here and meeting with the elder board at the time. And uh, John Saseda, who's our current church chair, he was on that elder board. And um, we met and we just started talking about it. And it was, you know, a, a friendly conversation about how would this look and is this God's will? And we all decided we want to be where God wants us to be. So let's just all open our arms and see where he leads. And then they gave us a tour. And, and, and the building is so incredible over here. And I had never been here before. And I remember walking and saying, this is amazing. We walked into that beautiful sanctuary and, and Bert Kettinger went down on the piano. And I didn't know Bert. And, and he played uh, How Great Thou Art. Uh, just with us, you know, two elder boards standing there in that in that big sanctuary in his booming, beautiful voice. And it was a, just a, a sacred moment. And to kind of reflect back now and see how, you know, we re reunified with Wheaton and reunified with Bolinbrook and reunified with Three Rivers and, and to see how that has all been orchestrated by the Lord in, in just our submission to his will and to seek where he leads and, and to be willing to follow is just an incredible, incredible blessing and a, really a highlight of my life. I love it. Mm -hmm. I, I love the history that we've seen at play 70 years ago for Wheaton, um, down to Naperville, and then now the South Naperville and Bolingbrook and Three Rivers. Um, God's been faithful to the Compass Absolutely. Church for a very long time. And I want to ask you to, to forecast <laughs> for me. <laughs> 70 years from this point, when the church is 140 years old, God willing, what do you hope the Compass Church would look like? Yeah, that's a, that's a very difficult question. I, I, I hope it would look like whatever is pleasing to the Lord. You know, that's the most important aspect is that we are serving the Lord and, and, and carrying on what the task that he has given us. Um, so just that there continues to be a Christ-centered, um, Bible-believing, faithful church, and I have every confidence that it will be. You know, I think when we look back in the history of how it started, you know, I always love, and re love to remember that, that Billy Graham came over from Wheaton College to, to dedicate this Wheaton campus when it, when it first started and, and to see how the seeds have grown from there. Um, you know, the idea that it's always been about 
ordinary people who have stepped out in faith and been able to do extraordinary things. And, and so that it continues to be uh, ordinary people who are answering the call or the tug that the Lord has put on their heart to come forward to serve and that God blesses that effort and, and equips the called to do his duties and, and, and have the church uh, be what he wants it to be. So when you first started coming, you said it felt like it was busy and packed and bursting at the seams. What do you think caused that to be the case? Yeah, there was just an energy. There was an energy and a momentum. I think that the church had a mission, and the mission was clear, and it was adopted by the congregation. And they wanted to see people both come to know the Lord who were lost and then see the disciple-making happen. And, and man, aren't those wonderful focuses for a church to have. And, uh, you know, another thing that really stood out to me, I think, was the amount of people serving. Um, you know, I had come from a, a smaller church, and, and, and there were a few people serving a lot of people. And, and, and coming into the compass, it just seemed like there were so many people serving. There were so many people from all different generations. You know, they were all active, and it all kind of seemed like everybody wanted to be a part of what was going on. They weren't just necessarily coming and consuming the messages that were, had been, had, were being shared, but that they were actually active participants and, and had ownership of, of what was going on. And so that is contagious. And I think when you have people who are excited about their church, they're excited to tell their friends about it, and then they want to check out what's going on, and then it begins to build and have that momentum. And, you know, also, uh, at times, I think growth has its own momentum. So people want to know what's going on. Why is there so many cars in that parking lot? Or, hey, if I'm enjoying this and I look around and I see all these other people enjoying this and being blessed by it, there must be something special happening here. So that was really the... the, the, the um, feel, I would say, of the church at that time is there's something special going on here. The Lord is here, and, and he has a, a mission and a plan for us, and people were excited to kind of jump in and be a part of that. I remember, like, the care ministries were a huge idea that, you know, that people were really coming to, to seek and receive care. Uh, and then the other thing I think is so important, and this also goes to kind of the long-range for, forecast, is that it was always a mission-focused church, and that was really important to me, um, and I know it was really important to a lot of people who were attending at that time that we could come and be served and find ways to serve, but also know that we were being part of a church that was serving others, uh, you know, here, near, and far. That's great. Mm. I think this has been outstanding. Oh, good. Honestly, good. Thank you. Well, I'm glad. I don't um, know if I remembered everything I wanted to say, but I mean, that's, yeah, that's, okay. I, there were stories in there that even I haven't heard before. Oh, cool, cool, um, cool. Like, I had no idea that the search committee was just like, what if we only yeah, bring you one? Yeah, 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 like, that was really unbelievable. You know, just another thing, I remember we had a consultant come in after Dale left, and, you know, we were like, what do we do, and, and what should we be looking for? And the consultant said, you know, the ideal situation, you know, as, as this multi-campus vision is starting to play out, is, is to find somebody who's done it before. And, and they have learned a lot, and they can do it even better the second time. So sometimes if you get a reset, you can do it even better. And he said, but you're not going to find that. It's too new of an idea. And it's like there's just the people who are doing it are doing it, and they're not going to, you know. And then, you know, here was Jeff with the chapel and the eight campuses and the opportunity to have somebody who really fit that mold that, that the consultant had put in our, in our, in our vision. It was just incredible God, God direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My goodness. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. 
Thank you to all of you for joining today. And thank you to Mike for his time in these conversations. You know, one of the things that sticks with me most was Mike just sharing how they had these criteria for a senior pastor and they were told, you're never gonna find that. And yet we did. Because next week, we're going to be joined by El Jefe himself, our current senior pastor, Jeff Griffin, to talk all about the history that he's learned about our church in working through this Origins series, having him fill in the gaps on maybe some additional things we haven't heard, and just honestly, his tenure here at the Compass Church. I'm really excited for that conversation, and I'm excited to share that with you. So join us next time we're together here at Midweek at the Compass.